Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Uh, welcome to a brand new episode of Midnight Snack. I have to tell you, speaking of snacks, I just housed like seven mini clementines. Like before this started, it legitimately, there was a hidden camera in this apartment that I'm in. It was Coco the Gorilla on a snack break. Like I didn't even peel the skin. I just popped them in whole like Skittles. I was just chugging them down and I ate them so fast. And now I'm feeling the effects. I feel great. I got my ring light on. <laughs> Having a good hair and makeup day today. I'm here with Dan Acton. I'm wearing off-white. I feel great. Not the brand, the color. Hi, Danny. Hi. <laughs> Hi, babe. Dan, I got to be honest with you. I I did my show today and I thought, hmm, yeah. 
feeling almost a little flat. Like I was like, all right. And I don't know, something happened in the last two hours and I'm just feeling great. And I'm so excited to see you. Like I'm back. I don't know what it was. It's the vitamin C. Yes. It's all, that, it's all that peel I ate. Must have been the peel. Um, hi, Dan. Something funny happened. I just want to bring it up before. Um, so I'm in Florence, Italy, as everyone knows who listens. It's fun. I made some new friends, which was really nice. Like, it really, you feel like you're in middle middle school again, being in a new city and not knowing anyone. It's Ooh. it's kind of really testing my social skills, especially after, you know, two years, two and a half years of just yeah. being like basically not doing shit, although I have been, but you know what I mean? Um, the trick is you have to go to bars where uh, rich people go. That's what I've discovered. If you go to bars. Oh, okay. No, hear me out. And I'm going to explain my thinking on this. See, um, I guess you could go to dive bars too, but I feel like at dive bars, people are drinking a ton and they're like it with their friends. You know what I mean? It's funny when I, maybe as a woman, if I go to a dive bar, maybe I don't feel as comfortable. That could be what it is. Um, so I'm a bit, maybe not as like open and free, you know? Right. But I went to this very beautiful bar uh, here and it was empty. There were literally two couples there. And then I became friends with both of them. We exchanged numbers. It was like so much fun. I'm like, oh, this is nice. (laughs) So that was fun. And then I met some girls um, Sunday also at a beautiful rooftop who work at a company that worked with The View. So I knew like their coworker. It's very small world. Oh, fun. Having a blast. Anyway, I'm walking around today. I promise the story gets even worse. I know you're thinking, how could this story get more boring and less (laughs) appealing to me, the listener? Allow me to continue. (laughs) How how does she do it? Week in, week out. Allow me to continue. So anyway, I'm walking. I hate this worse. (laughs) No, I told you I really am coming in with almost nothing today, but... Anyway, long story short, I was walking back to do this podcast. I took a little little breather after the show, took a nice walk. It was a beautiful day. And I see this man. This is just funny. Like, I see this guy. Looks maybe like 55, 60. I see his back buttoned down, hoisting a, a little girl onto the edge of um, where the river is. Like, there's a bridge or, you know, the edge of the street. There's like a little ledge. Yeah. And she's very, very tiny. Oh. And he's really lifting her. And I just have this moment okay. where I'm like... This is so funny. I just have this moment where I'm like, that better be his fucking daughter. That just better be his daughter. Like, cause she was so tiny and she, it just looked like a dad and a nine year old. I was like, oh, I hope that's his daughter and not his girlfriend or lover. And then I look and I'm like, <laughs> no, because, why is this weird to you? Oh, I, I was picturing a very small child. <laughs> no, no, no. Like a nine-year-old girl, like maybe four foot ten okay, or something. Okay. Got it. But it wasn't even about that. Just yeah. like the way that he was lifting her. It was like a dad lifting a daughter. Uh, it was not like romantically yeah. done. It was like, here you go, kid. Like, let's take a picture. And I was just like, God, I just hope that's his daughter, please. And then I kind of got a glimpse of her because I was going, because I'm a basic piece of shit to go take a picture of the sunset. And I and I look and I'm like, oh, phew, it's his daughter. I'm like, whoo. It's his daughter. (laughs) And I take a picture of this. Like, she's literally nine years old. She's in, like, little Timberlands and her little backpack. And I'm like, oh, it's so cute. Like, he's taking a picture of his daughter. (laughs) This is so funny. And I take a picture of the sunset. And as I'm walking away, I'm like, you know what? I am so nice. And, you know, I love to do this because I'm annoying. He looks at me and I go, would you like a photo together? I thought, father, daughter photo. I always offer, not always, but... Certain cases, I'm like, it was a beautiful <laughs> sunset. I'm just standing in the middle of the street. <laughs> you have your tripod, your cape, your flashbulbs. The little bird. Why not? 
Yeah, look at the little, I throw the bird in the air and the kids just love it. No, but listen, so like, oh, would you like a photo together? And he goes, oh, thank you so much. That's so, he was American and she was like, well, I fucked this right. Anyway, he goes, thank you so much. And he gives me his phone and I joke, I go, I'm not going to steal your phone, don't worry. He goes, it's brand new. And I turn to take a picture of them and she's like 25 and he's like, oh. we're on our honeymoon. <laughs> Uh, I, it for me was the biggest twist and then I looked and I was like oh my god and she was hot I mean in the sense that she looked like a woman like once I looked at her I was like oh she for, compared to him I mean he was like an ogre you know right. she was pretty and right. I was just like oh maybe she's like Russian like I I had such 90 day fiance vibes from them I was like was oh she, my god was she, was she the doll. orphan she was the orphan remember that movie obsessed remember the girl remember the one who said she was an orphan and then she was like 47 yep. oh my god <laughs> i could never my skeleton could never get away with that story i'm just too tired to lie about being an orphan like oh no anyway that's the whole story and then there were, he was like we're on our honeymoon and i went i swear my voice got really weird and i went congrats like i had like a frog like my voice. i went congrats and i gave him his phone back and i ran away anyway i took some nice photos of him but it was just such a weird thing like I, maybe because i'm my height i don't know watching him hoist this small person onto the side you know it's like when a little kid's trying to get out of a pool and like a dad comes over and like really gives him a hoist that's what it yeah, looked here like you go. yeah oh my god anyway well good luck to the happy couple then i came home <laughs> i just think it's weird and he was old anyway what's new with you what's new in your life dan acton tell me uh not too much uh the uh i just found out that this like really shitty movie theater closed oh, around no. me and everybody's like post yeah everybody's posting on next door like it was a big multiplex or whatever like next to a high school so like whenever you went there like kids were like throwing uh -huh. nachos at each other and like whatever um but everybody's like pretending that they're really devastated that they like love New Yorkers yeah, love to on. mourn. There is you are right now hitting a fetish for New Yorkers yes. mourning a theater that's closing. There is nothing they love to do more except maybe a supermarket. I remember a supermarket closed yeah. uptown and people were scrawling messages. We got engaged here. There were people who I'm like, you got engaged at the supermarket? What are you talking about? It's good it closed. And then a year later it well, reopened and I didn't see any fanfare when it reopened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know? Yeah, nobody's gonna go there anymore. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, it was reminding me the last time I went there was like they had this quote unquote special screening for the Muppets movie oh, 40th anniversary. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, so I was like, oh, it was like a Tuesday night random. I was like, oh, I guess I'll go see the Muppet movie. I went with a couple of friends and there was like 25 people in the theater, just like kids. And I, I was like, oh, you know, that's nice. Whatever. Yeah. So they start the movie and it's like kind of a long intro. I don't know if you remember, but the, the, all the Muppets get into the theater and then you're going into the Everglades and it's like dun 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 and the picture cuts out. Oh boy. And so everybody's like, oh damn it, this is big like let up. It ends up happening five times. No. And where we have to watch the first five minutes of the Muppet movie. And at some point, um, the teenager comes out. He's like, oh, we've, you know, we realize we haven't held us ourselves up to the standards that we, uh, you know, oh, normally no. do, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, it's literally the sixth time. The screen goes black. Then all of a sudden, it's bright. It is a close-up of 9-11 footage. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. 
<laughs> they have so what they've done is rewound it to the point where it's an ad for like CNN Go or something. <laughs> but at this point, we've watched the opening to the Muppet movie <laughs> five times. It was a twist. It was a twist in um in the Muppets Find Loose Change, which was one of my least favorite Muppet movies, by the way. It was not I good. I couldn't good. believe they made it. I was just like, okay, Kermit. Have you been outside in the past few months? Like, are you all right? That is um, that is one of the funniest things. I thought you were actually going to say porn. Weirdly, 9-11 is much funnier than porn. I mean, worse. it's horrible. It's so much worse. Yeah, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, oh, my God. That is hilarious. I remember there was a... Well, it's so funny you brought up things that are bad with theaters because there was famously the, um, what was the name of it? Lincoln Plaza Cinemas, which was, I called oh, yeah. it my Holocaust theater because every time any Holocaust movie came out, any Holocaust documentary, any little Polish film oh, about sure. the Holocaust, like as though there ever were right. any, but you get it. My friend Allie and I would be like, girl, new Holocaust movie just dropped. Gotta head over to the Linky Plaza Cinnies. It was also, they would only show Holocaust films and Woody Allen movies. That was it. If you wanted to see any... Yes. If it was basically the the Jewish Museum of Moving Image. The unofficial Jewish Museum of the Moving Image. And uh, every time you went... They first of all, it was, it was subterranean, probably in case you know the Taliban got wind, you'd survive a bombing. <laughs> now that I think, I think about I've it, I've gone there to, I've gone there to see both those genres actually. Yeah, it's. I think like, once in a blue moon, I'm trying to think other movies I've seen there, and literally I can only place Woody Allen and in Holocaust. Um, yeah, but yeah. maybe like that Polish nun film, that black and white. That's why I said Polish. Anyway, you would walk in. <laughs> And I hope, I don't know if I've told this story in the podcast before, but if I have, just deal with it. You would walk in and they would have croissants from the flapper times, like from the 1920s. I mean, they were there, (laughs) these croissants, you know, like the fake food, like where it would be like a ripped up ketchup packet, but it was plastic. It It looked like that. And um, there was one person, everyone who worked there were they woke up like under Beethoven's dust. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when everyone who works, when they woke up, they were just like, like blowing the dust off of themselves like an old encyclopedia. But I I really like going there because also it was never busy. It was always empty, except unless there was like a hot film. Sometimes there would be, see, here's the thing in New York, if you wanted to see any sort of, now you have to say international movie or documentary. It was either there, Sunshine Cinema's Angelica and the Lincoln Plaza. I don't know if any of them yeah. are even still open, but Angelica, well, film, film Forum there, is like that too. Which one is? Yeah. Film, film Forum. Forum. That's true. Yeah, but Film yeah. Forum would show really old stuff. I mean, that was like Charlie Chaplin shit, which right. is not for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, but I remember I left... I forget what happened. I left this Lincoln Plaza cinemas once. I've definitely told the story before and they had like a double push door on the way out, like two doors that open from the center out. And I was talking to my friend yeah. and I pushed the door, you know, you have to press that metal. It's like the old, like elementary school doors. You, I pressed <laughs> right. it to like open it. And I didn't know there was a beam right in the middle of it. And I slammed my face. Oh, no. I like walked into a metal Aww. fucking beam. <laughs> Like so hard. <laughs> and I was like all swollen. And then I was like, I need to, I have to obviously speak to the manager. Like, what's that beam doing there? What? <laughs> well, no, because like literally puts him. Let me speak to the architect. Yeah. <laughs> I was really What did pissed. you say? 
No, I was just like, listen, but look, if you have a step, for example, <laughs> hold on a minute. If you, he's dying. If you have a hidden step somewhere, they put that like yeah. yellow and black stripey tape, like the cautiony tape to be like, mind the step, <laughs> mind the motherfucking beam, okay. like put something on the beam. So I see it. I really hurt myself. And then I had a fight with that theater. I was like, you know what? Fuck that beam. Fuck that theater. Because I was like swollen from it. And then guess what? They closed like a month later. Blame the beam, baby. Well, yeah. Blame the beam, baby. Blame the beam. I like Angelica because you can hear every single train. I hate Subway train that goes by. <laughs> Not only that, the theater is shaped like a motherfucking train. Like the theater is the shape of a train. Yeah. The screen is a five inch Sony TV. And then there's yeah. eight seats in a line. Like you can't see shit. I swear to God. Anyway, we can move on. But people love when a theater closes. There was a theater in a hundredth and Broadway. I feel like if you don't live in New York, is this interesting? Oh, well, there was a theater in a hundredth and Broadway, the Metro, I think it was called. And that closed. And that was another Woody Allen-esque. All these like little theaters. They loved them some Woody. Okay. And (laughs) that place hasn't been open for ages. And I'm like, you know, it's a pity because I'm sure it's beautiful inside. Hopefully. You could turn it into some, even a performance space. Like you could make it cool. And given how expensive New York is right now, I don't know why someone isn't just buying the theater. I mean, it must be something. Who knows? But it's a shame. It's a waste. I have a story for you that uh, you might be interested in. We were watching old Seinfeld episodes. And, Go on. I'm uh, interested. Go on. Did, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, they have the uh, establishing shot, which it's probably not Times Square, but it's usually, you know, like a New York City. Yeah. yeah Whatever. Corner. Landscape. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I had never noticed this before, but it's a random episode and they just have big as day like a porn theater. That, Real, oh um, yeah, playing, in Times Square. Yeah, that's playing. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, you know that? It's playing like a movie called like I ne- I need more sex. Like it's just the most yes. like bland. It's Jerry Seinfeld's like, favorite oh. porn, famously. <laughs> I need more sex. Also a clever title. We love to yeah. see that. Um, wait, I feel like are there other things going on. I almost wanted to do like what time is it? Like an ethicist style. Uh, have you noticed a lot of people's ceilings falling in lately? <laughs> My friend, first of all, our friend John Hill, and I hope these people don't mind that I'm just calling them out by name (laughs) in the shanties they live in, but I have had two friends in America whose ceilings have fallen in, and my friend MJ in London came home her entire, oh no, Kat Cohen, famously, her ceiling fell in on her bed. Uh, My friend MJ, the ceiling in her kitchen collapsed. Uh, she was out for an hour and a half. She came home. If you saw the pictures and it's like a beautiful kitchen, Oh my god! but you know, because it's London and maybe this isn't every building, but it just, it made me laugh because her kitchen is so modern. But then in the ceiling, which was just wood was like old brown dirt. So there's like all this dirt on the floor, which I'm like, is that normal or <laughs> is know. that England? Like, it's just, just dirt yeah, on the walls sure. in England, maybe. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a thing. And I was thinking about my old apartment in New York and how I mm. kept, you know, I had leaks there, like in my bedroom. Yeah. And I kept feeling so dizzy. I was doing my show from there. Did that ever happen here on the podcast where I was like lightheaded and I nearly passed out a few times? And I was telling mm. someone recently and they were like, I bet you had mold in your walls. And I Googled it. And one oh. of the things is vertigo and dizziness. Can you believe that? Check your wow. walls. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. Right. So scary. This is a great episode. Like, I would say this is top 10 
There's some dark. This is brought to you by Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lumber yard. That's another Seinfeld reference. The lumbar yard. It's uh, where they get the back. Uh, all right. Now let's do. Um, no. Sam, shut the fuck up. Sam, who's our uh, one of our producers here, just texted me that his ceiling fell in two months ago. Really? Sam, stop. <laughs> uh huh. It rained one time <gasps> in Los Angeles and it collapsed over my where I record, like on my computer and speakers, and the whole thing came down. Oh my but, god! Yeah, it rained once in Los Angeles, and like eight or nine people I know here, because everything was built in the twenties here, and oh none my. of the slum slum slumlords keep up the thing. So it yes. rains once, and your ceiling fills, and then it does that little bubble. Yes, and then it then mm. it comes down. Yeah, the bubble. The bubble is one of the most. The, there should be a horror film called The Bubble, where it's just uh-huh. you watch paint. It's at MoMA, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you just watch paint fill slowly like that big. It's so satisfying in a weird way. It's yeah. like watching a pregnancy in time lapse almost. If it wasn't my possessions, it would have been the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Oh, no. You saw the bubble. You saw the bubble and mm-hmm. then you saw it collapse. Well, I saw the bubble and then I called my landlord and my landlord's perfect Los Angeles landlord response. I go, hey, the ceiling's bubbling in. And he goes, that's crazy. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was a pretty good. <laughs> he was no. like, that's wild. All right. Talk to you later, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That reminds me a quick story of when my one of my neighbors, uh, famously in LA when I lived there, um, scraped my brand new Nissan Altima, which I eventually returned. But when I texted her the um, estimate, she wrote back, that's ludicrous, but spelled it like the rapper. And I thought, I'm never getting my money. <laughs> I'll never see a dime. <laughs> that's so LA. Wow, that's crazy. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Did you did they fix it or what happened? They oh it was perfect Los Angeles landlord. They came in, they fixed it uh, to their credit very quickly, but they fixed it without drying anything out. <gasps> so now I so now I have new drywall in the ceiling that is turning brown because no. it's full of dirt, full of ro- uh, rotten wood that is now like you said molding for no. the next person. Yeah, so it'll be generational traumas just starting yeah. now. My people, the level of gaslighting from my landlord was really impressive. And this was in New York, obviously, but I had pictures every month of like the leakage and my neighbors had a similar situation. We were on the top floor and my super, who's such a nice guy, but he like, you know, he was just some Polish guy, whatever. He was like, I fix, I fix. And he would come up and do something. And I'm thinking, no, we need like a roof, a professional roofer to come here and do this. And they would never bring that person in. And I'm like, isn't it smart on your behalf? Like just to get the shit fixed now before it gets worse. I don't think they care. I think they're waiting for it to collapse before they do something. Yeah. I think the ideal scenario is it it collapses and I die and then they build it up and then they can charge more rent. Oh, by the way, now you got me thinking that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's a brilliant idea. Wow. That sucks. Are you going to move when your lease is over? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, there's a 100. I'll check in with you guys whenever this is. There's a 100% chance when I move and it's security deposit time that they try and not give me money because of the ceiling. 100, 100%. They'll be like, well, what'd you do to the ceiling? That's like, per, it'll be yeah, perfect. I had a party. Los Angeles right. landlord. Yeah. Oh my. It wasn't that way when you moved in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He'll be like, well, it's full right. of water. Why would you? Ugh. That's no, hilarious. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Mine <laughs> yeah. also kept my deposit, but that's a whole other story. That's a story for another podcast, a one that is really boring. And this one's not. So we're not going to talk about it here. Well, Sam, thank you for piping in. Uh, God, that's wild. I don't know. There's something going on. Maybe it's just that 
it's like how all these celebrities are dying now. Maybe it's just like all the ceilings are giving up too. You know, they're just like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Let's collapse. Like, what's the point of being not collapsed? <laughs> just collapse, you know? It's crazy. Anyway, I have an update. Um, a lot of people were very generous uh, in reaching out to their friends. You know what I'm updating you on? On last week's yeah. Ferragamo outlet story, uh, where I was denied entry into the company store, which I was allowed in three days prior. And it's really, <laughs> it's really sad with me. Um, thank you, first of all, to everybody who either DM'd me. A lot of you posted stories, which was so nice of you, like just saying if you work at Ferragamo. Um, a lot of uh, teasers, like a lot of people were like, oh, um, I might know someone. Where is this place? And I would like send them the address <laughs> and then never hear from them again. So I was like, okay. Um, right, right. But nothing has come through yet. And someone said I should just go to the store mm. here in Florence and the regular store and ask one of the people there. And I'm like, no, like that is, I'm not an actual no, animal. Right. Like, I mean, I have some dignity despite what you think. I actually have dignity. Remember from my favorite Simpsons? <laughs> I don't know what that is, Kurt. Oh, dignity. Yeah, yeah. Don't you yeah. know dignity when you see it? One of my favorite Simpsons episodes. A Millhouse Divided, one of the funniest ones. Anyway, wait, can I give one last update about the bag? I have a bag update. Yeah. Okay. Wait, one last update. Uh, in addition to the uh, me not getting a Ferragamo contact, you know, my bag, remember, got stolen from the back of a Jeep Cherokee at the outlets. Um, very scarring for me. And uh, if you remember, I tracked my AirPods, batteries now are dead, to Perugia. Someone had turned my purse in with all the stuff minus mm. money to Perugia. They said, oh, we'll get it for you and like, you know, give it a week or two. I thought, all right. So I actually, one of the reasons I'm here for so long is to make sure I get my stuff back because there were things, like oh, I need yeah. my glasses, like there were just things I need back. I'm right. falling asleep every night with my contacts. I'm dying. Like, you know, I wake up in the morning Oof. with SpongeBob eyes, like cracker, like Crispy, crispy cracker eyes. It's awful. <laughs> anyway, so just to make a long story short, um, I hadn't heard from the police station. And the last I tracked my AirPods, they were still in freaking Perugia. So I had to oh, go to it. And I told um, a couple who I met, Americans who live here, I told them the story. And the woman went, oh, say goodbye to your bag. You'll never see it again. She goes, say goodbye. Right, right, right. You'll never see it. And I was like, but I don't want to say goodbye to my bag. The bag they can keep. Can they just send my fucking glasses? That's literally the only thing I want from that bag. Um, right. And my charger, whatever. So I went to the police station again and they were like so dismissive of me. And I tiptoed in like a little American lamb. Like I didn't want to be, you know, too like demanding. So I was like, I'm so sorry to bother you. Like, <laughs> I was like, is there any way at all? And they called and they were like, yeah, they're mailing it. They still have it. This is two weeks later. They go, yeah, they're going to mail it. And I was like, they'll never mail it. I mean, this is such bullshit. So I still yeah. don't have my bag. And um, uh, I met some new cops. One thing about the cops here, though, I swear, if you ever wanted to commit a crime, come to fucking Italy. Um, well, Dan, our guest is here. I feel like I'm at a party where I'm like speed dating today in the pod, and I love it. Dan Acton, you can follow him <laughs> at Dan underscore Acton. Uh, Dan, I adore you. We'll edit this whole thing to nothing. Don't you dare worry about it. It'll be 10 seconds long. Love you. <laughs> it's perfect. All right. <laughs> Bye. You. See you later. Bye. Have fun. You look so pretty. Thanks, hon. That's so nice. You're just killing it. Do you remember the first time we met? <laughs> Wait, let's open with that. Let's open because, of course, I remember the first time we met. First of all, Trixie Mattel, I'm just thrilled to see you. We're going to talk about all your things happening. But 
We were in Los Angeles, California. I was leaving. I think I had just gotten fired. That is not a joke. (laughs) I think I had just gotten fired. One of the worst firings, one of the most disrespectful firings I've ever had from the E! Network. I will tell you about it because it's funny. And I met you, maybe it was the day before that happened. And I met you that week. Downstairs, you were in full drag. You looked gorgeous. I don't think I looked gorgeous. This is about five years ago. It was um, it was me at my chubbiest, and I hadn't gotten veneers. And I think my personal style was going through a chrysalis. But you're very sweet. But I remember walking, and um, I still go to most things in drag by myself. And it's very odd for the world around you to, especially that that environment, which is like offices and stuff, to see a person just walking. <laughs> and I looked up and saw you. And even though we hadn't met. I think because we were both like 6'2 and full hair and makeup, we were like, finally, game recognizes game. I know. I felt safe. You know? And I never meet, like, sometimes I'll see women who are um, my height and I'll actually think, God, they're such freaks. And then I think, that's you. (laughs) That's literally what people see. Oh, totally. Oh, you're like, oh, no, I'm Serena Williams. (laughs) Got it. Serena's the short one. Um, Venus is is the tall one. But yeah, I saw you that that day. They didn't even let me get my wardrobe. They were like, we don't need you tomorrow. I was like, okay. And I had to leave. From It was just, you know. It was clear out your desk, but don't even clear out your desk. It was like, yeah, they fired me in the hallway. That's what happened. They were like, we don't need you tomorrow in the fucking hallway. I'm like, I'm not even getting paid to do this. Do you have the respect to take me in my dressing room? This is the energy I'm bringing to your episode. How do we like it? I think it's great. No, um, what is it the kids are saying? Say that or uh, <laughs> say more of that. That's what the kids is that say what now. Children I think. Say? So I think so. I also just learned about breaked up. Do you know about no. those? Tell me. Why is everyone so breaked up right now? Meaning, like, breaked up means you have an erection. What? He was so breaked up. It doesn't. Even I don't make know what sense. it means. I, it doesn't. Nothing. None of it makes sense. My New Year's resolution was to be more involved in TikTok. So <sighs> here we are. It's here we are. I'm 32, which isn't old, but by drag queen standards, everybody 32, everybody in drag is either fully 18 or that's, it's the 60 year old, like you turn in your music, like she's a lifer. (laughs) Nobody's 32 in drag. Everybody's got a real estate license or they had the common sense to go missing. Uh, So I don't know what I'm doing. I can't, when you go missing, I'm just going to let you know, my Instagram post is going to be, it's going to be a screenshot of this. Let me do it. So I look pretty, you drink your water and I'm going to look stunning. Oh, this is great. And then I'm going to be like, I'm so my dearest friend, podcast guest missing. God forbid. But um, God forbid. Mm. Thoughts and prayers. All my thoughts. Listen to our episode to support. <laughs> exactly. If, if I went missing or I died, admit it, you would share this episode. Oh, 100%. Excuse me. We just replayed our Louis Anderson interview on my series show Monday. Oh. I know. I love Louis. I mean, if you want to talk drag icon, really accidental drag icon. 100%. Like... More even than I, drag. I, it was like a oh, full God. body transformation. It was, there was an an essence there that to me, I felt like he was really his true self when he played Mrs. Baskets. It was something very deep. Yes. It was almost like Medea. If Medea, like I'm sure Tyler Perry bases that on someone he loves because that's really the only way people can pull off characters at three-dimensional. But the way he, pl- he plays his mom is like, it was like possession. Yeah. Like inhabiting the body. 100%. It was amazing. Talk to me, Trix. You are, I have to say something on Twitter. One of the funniest, I don't care if you're 32. um, TikTok is, I will say when I go on it, it's driving Miss Daisy. Like I have no idea what the hell is happening. And I'm confused by it Uh and I'm frightened by it. I don't also like watching myself in videos. So it's something that is hard for me to 
buy into, but you are like a platinum YouTube person. You have what, over a million subscribers, right? This is like your thing. Million five. A million five. Tricks, tricks. You're just, um, you're killing it. And I feel like the last thing I saw you was that CoverGirl makeup tutorial, which I'm like, if he didn't get (laughs) money for that, tell me please that you got some money for that. I didn't because when I go in, um, when I go into guns a blazing on a brand, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'd rather be in a position where I bought the products myself and then I can be completely honest if something flopped or like flipped my wig. So it's flip or flop with makeup, right? But sometimes like Maybelline, for example, I did a video using all Maybelline and then they've paid me to do a few videos because I, I ended up living for Maybelline. So then it becomes organic. Usually for me, I'm screaming into the ethos what products I actually love. And then those brands will come out of the woodwork and say, hey, I saw you love this. Do you want to do a collab? And then it makes it easier than, I don't know. It's the easiest way to get work is to just do your thing until someone needs to pay you. I I was going to say then reaching out. But most people don't do that. I feel like most people desperately cling, you know, sending DMs to these companies begging for cash. And then eventually they get something. But I swear I thought you were Well, this is what I've noticed. Go on. Uh, This is what I I do get paid sometimes. But this is what I've noticed. Most brands, their creative department, it's not very creative people. It's like in television where the creative department consists of stealing another show, slightly changing it and making it again. That's the creative department. The creative department at these brands, it'll, let's say it's pride month and they're like, shit, we have this budget we have to use. What are we going to do? All it takes is one little email from me saying, Hey, I love that new line of lipsticks. I would love to do like a video for you about them. And they're like, thank God we didn't know what to do. Please take the money. Oh my God. So then it's symbiotic. Yes. You know what and, you I know, say? I'm like capitalist Barbie, I so know. I'm always looking to get paid. I can we talk about <laughs> capitalism? Because what you're saying every day, I wake up and I think, and this is my own laziness and why I'll die poor. Every day I wake up, I go, these companies have money that they are handing out. They're giving money. They don't know what to do. They have so much money, and I'm sitting here in an 80 euro a night Airbnb suffering thinking, why yeah. am I not? But it takes a special kind of person to have the uh, moxie, you know what I mean? To like reach out and do that. Teach me to be like you. How do you do it? You just, well, no shame. Smart. I have no, I don't believe in selling out. I don't believe in any of that. Yeah. Here's what I believe. I believe that I like to get paid and I believe that I want my audience to get something for free. Mm-hmm. And I believe that if somebody wants to come in the middle and make the money possible so that my audience is free thing and I get to pay my bills, I think a commercial in that sense is a blessing. I love that. I mean, our podcast, Bald and the Beautiful, we're constantly doing ads. Um, I can't say every day I sit down and feel like reading ads, but I mean, it makes it possible for the listener to have a free experience and for Conti and I to make money doing it. Hello. Well, obviously. I love it. I mean, I love getting paid. I love checks too. And I'll do it. You anything. know, we're never going to make money doing stand up. Well, that's a fact. Have you done stand up? <laughs> Yes. So I tour doing stand-up. And then when I am getting ready for touring, I'll usually in LA start doing the the Wednesday nights, the Thursday nights. I'll get in drag and go do the $40, the, you know, the a full drag. But it's fine because I'm in my full wig and fantasy and corset. Yeah. But then it's like David Spade and Fred Armisen and Bobby Lee and like <gasps> way famous legends of comedy are also doing it on that night for probably $20. And no one cares. Well, that's the that's So it's the more passion. about the passion. Yeah, of course. But do you ever do stand-up yeah. out of drag? You're always in character. Absolutely Why, not. That was my question. Sorry. Um, do you ever think you would? Or is it just that you're so inhabiting this uh, person that you can't? I don't know. I mean, as like a tall, Caucasian, bald man, I don't think I'm needed in mm. comedy. I think that voice already exists. 
a lot. I want to ask you something. Do you think, you know, I always, I watch Drag Race. I haven't watched this season and I'm a comedian. Obviously people are being held to different standards now with this cancel culture and everything else. I know that's such a boring conversation, but here's where I'm going with it. I often feel like there are certain things I can't joke about. Like even nowadays, if I'm self-deprecating, which I love being self-deprecating, it's just, you know, I was a bullied kid. It's how I deal with my own shit. I enjoy it. And people will DM me and be like, you're so hard on yourself. Like no one will almost allow it. It's like I'm being policed for talking about myself, forget other people, which I find very frustrating. And I'll watch Drag Race and see you do stand-up, whatever, and I feel like the drag community can get away with so much that I and I, he's shaking that shake and it looks good. Is that a naked drink? What is that? I'm, I heard it on <laughs> the a naked, naked dream naked machine. machine. That's what I thought. <laughs> you are the most, I'd say after Busy Phillips, you're the most well-hydrated guest We've had on the show. Busy really liked to. Look she looks hydrated. So hydrated, but she looks hydrated. I hope my question makes sense. Which is just, do you think that because there's a costume element involved, that the drag community can really just get away with a lot more? Because, or is that just the culture? Is also, I mean, the comedy has always been there, obviously. So, I mean, it depends on. It's like the character, yeah. right? Like, to me, I love when a drag queen goes up to the, at a brunch and goes, "I really just didn't want to do this today." I mean, that's the attitude that's funny to me. And not, I'm so happy to be here. Isn't everything fun? But then again, like uh, Jessica Kirsten, who I, I love, love the comedian, she, I, her fucking comedy, her album starts with people clapping and her going, stop, I did like, stop, I did not want to do this. <laughs> like, She's that's funny hilarious. to me. Yeah, yeah. She is so She's funny. She's one of my favorites. Mm. Um, but, uh, I guess what I'm saying is when you dress up in this costume, right, you already are, you are the definition of like, the lowest rung on the hanger societally because cross-dressing and queerness. And if masculinity is power, you are forfeiting your power to inhabit this character that's uh, less than men, women, or other. You're this weird middle. So you're coming from a place of being less than everyone in the room. So I think it makes it easy for you because you're always punching mm. up. That's an interesting answer. You know, yeah. because you're the garbage. Yeah. You're the garbage. Except, I mean, you say that, and yet, see, to me, it's like, anytime I've ever seen a drag performance, the most glamorous, you know, it's the opposite. It's honestly how I wish I could dress on a daily basis, even though I'm here in like a cable net sweater, but <laughs> wearing the gowns and the makeup and the hair, I just feel like, you know, there's, it just seems fun. Honestly, I'm like, I want to be able to do that. <laughs> truly just seems amazing. Have you ever, you should do celebrity. You should do celebrity. Oh, race. well, I'm waiting by it the phone. It was so fun. Waiting by the it phone. It was so fun. I know. Are you watching, how, are you watching this season? How is it going? People are liking it. I haven't, if we're being honest, whatever, me. let's pull Hit the me. curtain back. I don't have cable. I love it. I don't watch television. So if I'm not doing Pit Stop, because normally I do the BH1 recap show Pit uh, Stop, yeah. then I'm so in it because I'm like punched in, I'm watching it, <laughs> and then I have to give my opinions. Yeah. But I don't have, I don't, I haven't watched an episode once this season. I'm rewatching um, Reno 911 oh, from the beginning. The funniest. That's my priorities. The funniest. <gasps> oh! It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's amazing. How is it so good? Wait, trick. I'm so, like, the office, Parks and Recreation, all these girls are running because Reno 911 was walking, bitch. 100%. No. Like, do you know who walked before Reno 911? Have you ever, because you're young, little tricks, have you ever heard of the state? Oh, it can, yeah. No, I haven't. Yes, I've heard of it, but I know that it's some of the characters are from it's that, the, right? It's the actors. It's basically all the same people from the state. So when I was like a teenager, the state was my Bible. That was like when I like there were certain things. I actually want to ask you about this because there were certain things that when I was growing up 
and I was, you know, not popular, but funny. I knew that I was like funny. I knew that I was cool because I liked certain things. Like internally, it was the thing that gave me like hope that I'll move to New York one day and be somebody else, you know? And The State was one of those things. I mean, it was one of the absolute funniest shows ever. Uh, You have to find it. And also there are a lot of British shows you need to watch. The Mighty Boosh. There's like things that you need to see that you would love. Okay, I'll watch I'll watch those. I'm working through Reno right now yeah. and then um I just watched the movie, the new one, but I'm working through it from the beginning. It's just it's my I put on that and I do whenever I get in drag, I usually am watching Reno nine one one. Um Clueless. I'll watch Clueless pretty much like once a week at this point. And then uh Stephen King books. So I'm like putting makeup on to go do comedy. <laughs> and it's like a, a woman's voice talking about a child's dead body. Oh, and I'm like, Woo-hoo. that actually does put you in a good mood for comedy. Were you a strange child? I mean, I was a, I was the poorest family in a poor county in a small town. So when you're that poor, you're already weird, right? That the other kids can smell it on you. Literally, they can. They're like, do your parents smoke? You know, are you food insecure? Like, you know, they can tell. Food insecure. And I was really gay, so that, of course that's like. But you know what? I didn't have a bad small town experience at all because um, I went to such a small school that we all, from preschool to kindergarten to 12th grade, we all were the same kids. And there was a class of 30. Wow. So, you know, maybe some kids move away or whatever. But, I mean, you can't really bully the way – I think anonymity in big cities facilitates bullying. But we all knew each other's moms, brothers, sisters, what kind of car we drove, where everyone worked. Um, so my small town experience in that sense was – not bad. The gossip must have been fucking incredible with 30 kids in the school. Oh, like, yeah, I, I mean, who me? like who lost their virginity first? Do you remember the first names? Has to be. I don't remember. Uh, there was a girl who was definitely slutty. Yes. Like, I remember. Do you remember MSN Messenger? Yes. <laughs> I remember there was a girl whose MSN Messenger sign and name was on my knees. Oh and I was like, work. God. we're in rural Wisconsin. <laughs> like, are you kneeling in the snow? <gasps> I remember also this girl, she was suck. She was, um, I, I don't know how you colloquially, colloquially say it, like sucking dick. Yeah. She was sucking dick. And her head was, the guy was driving and her head was under, you know, her head got caught under oh, the no. steering wheel. And she, she was choking and he didn't know. And she was telling me that she almost died. And I remember being like, wow. Wait, that actually um, is, that's I, actually scary. Like that is an amazing. You could die from there that. There should be a porn version of Final Destination. And that's one of the deaths. It's like so genius. Has to be. Final destination. Final des- I mean, coming is the final destination. By far. But that is, that's such a scary, you never think of Roadhead being deadly. You think of it deadly in the sense for the man driving, you know, that he would be so aroused. You Have know? you done it? Have you done I it? never have done it. I've hooked up it's, in a car, I but mean, I've never, not while driving, no. I've done it. I, I don't know who's doing it. I think it's sort of like a... um it's like when you walk by one of those cutouts of those like tourism things with the faces cut yes. out. You have to put your face <laughs> in and take a picture. You have to do it. So I think like if, if an opportunity presents itself to suck a dick, you do have yeah, to do it once in the car. But it's not great. Plus, the person driving has a lot to focus on. Well, that's like, the thing. It's too It's not much. worth all that. Well, you know, I lived in New York in my 20s up and up for you know, until I was 30. And I remember I would go on dates with guys who had cars and it was the most exciting. Uh, I would like make them park it though. And then we wouldn't be driving it. I'd be like, park it. And then we would like hook up in the car and it felt fun. But I think I was probably too nervous while they were driving. Like I'm not fun like that. You know, do you go in the back seat? You have to go in the back seat, right? Straddling front. And then sometimes back. Yeah. Straddling. Front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I bring up something that 
did shock me, which is that you did post pornography on your Twitter recently. And I, <laughs> and I actually I was like, oh, okay. And I really, that person really looked like you. I mean, it was shocking. I know. It was shocking. And I watched it and I was like, oh my God, like, is this a mistake? Like, I thought maybe, you know, were you hacked? But um, we'll tell well, people. Every time somebody's white and bald, every time somebody's white and bald, I get tagged. Yeah. As them, like, Moby. is that Trixie Mattel? Like, Moby, when, especially when I'm DJing bald, I'm like, do people think I'm Moby? Um, but I, I always get tagged, and this guy was important, so I just shared it. And then my 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 boyfriend, who's producing this Trixie Motel TV show I'm on, he was like, um, he's like, we are working with all these sponsors and stuff. You cannot be reposting porn on your Twitter. And I was like, let them know. I'm like the nothing. Listen, I'm a woman who will not be silenced. That's right. Don't tell drag queens not to post porn. I'm like, don't. I'm like, no. All these little bitches need to remember that they follow a man in a wig who watches pornography. Yeah. And also, I'm only tagging that because you bitches tagged me in it. I wasn't watching it. <laughs> it looked so exactly like it. you. Oh my god! I remember years ago I found a real doll, a sex doll, that looked identical to me, and it was like the half Asian one, which I was like chic because I'm not half Asian, but I wish. But um, work. But I remember just thinking, like, it's crazy that I'm on the apps, like, desperate to get laid. And these people are buying this doll to fuck a doll. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, here. Hello. I'm literally right here. I will say, um, I have a real doll now. I got the Matthew Camp sex. Yes, I got the Matthew Camp sex doll. I ordered it drunk and high on Black Friday. Like, I just <laughs> thought it would be funny. Was it? I, like, dared myself to order it. Can I guess? Uh, Can I guess? It was, was 2500 yeah. No. More. Five grand? <laughs> it was $3,997. You could buy a Vespa so, for that money. Okay, go on. I know. Wow. I know. So I got, I just thought it'd be funny. And I just, then I remember hitting purchase and like laughing myself to sleep. And then it arrived. <laughs> it arrived amazing. at my house. It, it's easily 200 pounds. Um, if you go on my, yeah, on uh, Insta? like my TikTok or my Instagram okay. right now, I have a real, doing a real with At him. Trixie Mattel. Have you, can I ask a personal yeah. question? Have you tried it out sexually? I imagine yes. No, but again, I haven't because I'm not attracted to sex dolls. Yeah. And I, I'll say this, owning it now, like it's been in my house for two days. It oh, sits it, in, it sits in a, it, it sits in an armchair in the living room with clothes on. Like wait, it just got there. Yeah. I thought you've had it for, this is like a recent thing. No, got here two uh, days I'm going to die yeah. laughing, please. I'm looking at your reels. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Why is his head so small? First of all, he from the neck down, it's my body. Like those are my shoulders. Well, I thank hate you. to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> go on. <laughs> well, thank you for looking at that and thinking it's him being small and not me being huge. No, his head is like a peanut-sized head. This was th four grand. Yeah, um, I will say this: he's it's it's cool to the touch, and that's, that's the part horrible. that I'm like, who's fucking this? They have to get you know what they who's need. You know this? how they have those things for like those um, stuffed animals with beads in it that you can microwave for children. They need to figure <laughs> out a way to like pop it or like plug it in like an electric maybe like hair dryer. It yes, 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 hair dryer. Have you ever seen the um the uh, it's like one of those shows about people addicted to stuff? The people, the woman who's addicted to falling yes, asleep with, with the, the hair dryer, dryer under her blanket. I so think crazy. about her all the time. What is she? Doing. Hold on a minute, because sometimes I'm chilly and I'm like that crazy fucking bitch. I'm going to do it one night with my feet are cold. I think she is onto something, though. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Didn't she almost burn the house but you down? can't put it under the blanket. No, no, no. Yes, you can't put it under the blanket. <laughs> that's crazy. I love that's, that show. That's like you want to burn. Just say you want to burn to death. You know what? I will. I want to burn to death. No, wait. Can I say <laughs> something else? I would love to burn to death. Thank you. What? 
But I, I did, I won't say who it is, but I talked to a porn actor who has a doll of themselves okay. and they had to, they had to fuck the <gasps> doll for a video. And I said, what was it like? And he said, it was so cold inside. Oh, Isn't that chilling? That's... Isn't that chilling? And it, it didn't like warm up? Sometimes dead is it better. It didn't warm up? I, I, I guess it didn't warm up. It does, it gives, it gives... Mm. This is a thing. I know that it's probably about the falseness of it is the turn on, yeah. but it does give necrophilia vibes. Like I like I that. It. it does have a dick in there. It's a, a dick that's a hard dick that can bend. Oh, nice. Right now I have it shoved in some underwear because I'm trying to put more clothes on it because I tried to make a TikTok with it and it got removed no. for sexual content. No, yes, that's bullshit. It did, by the way, it I could know. not look less sexual. It looks, it looks like Che Diaz from in just like that. Like I'm trying to figure <laughs> out who this is. It's so funny. I Lord. know. How do you feel about the podcaster representation there? Oh my God. Great. Right. I mean that. <sighs> Your whole industry is going to blow up. Finally. It's our time in the sun tricks. I mean, this is it. <laughs> this is it. I'm more offended by her co-host who is like the most, that literally the unfunniest written character of all time, the two of them, it's just anytime they try to write comedy, it's never funny on any of these shows. I've not seen it, but I've I learned about it by way of Las Culturistas, which is kind of the way to get recapped, really. They'll, they'll let you know, but I've never seen Sex in the City or um, them just like that. You've never seen I, Sex I, in the I'm, City? No, I've never I'm seen it. I'm actually really shocked by that. I don't know why. It's like, maybe it's I such should. A, it doesn't. I, I think you should. I think you should watch it. Don't and just like that, you don't need to see. You don't need to see the movies. I think you should watch the show. It is such a staple. I think it's because I was a kid. Thing, yeah. And it seems like it's for adult women. And I was it didn't I know what you mean. I was like too a, little. A kid. Yeah. I feel like a you were ki- a very kid. pure kid. Like from what I'm hearing about you, it's like I really thought you were gonna come through with like I you seem like you were a very sweet little Oh, I was so boring. Boring boy. I, mean, I love that. My hobbies were homework and playing the guitar. Sweet. And, um, I, and I was obsessed with school and I got like perfect grades. I loved marching band, extracurriculars, speech competitions. Wait, um, you did speech? I just was a... Yes. You know I also was a speech person. Yes. Did we talk about that? You did? I did something called forensics. Yeah. I don't know why Are I you going to insult me? Uh, excuse me. I got third place at CFL Nationals my sophomore year. And then I went to NFL's. I missed my NFL uh, National senior year for graduation. I was like, I can't go to Nationals. Work. Fine. Um, I was never going to win. But I did Sunset Boulevard, Masterclass. I played Maria Callas. Come on. I was like, I'm, I've always been 55 to this day. Like, I've, I'm always 55. Doesn't matter what age. And when you turn 55, smooth transition. That's what I'm saying. I think it's You're perfect. like, I've got the jewelry. I've got <laughs> yes. the white diamonds. I've got, you know, I'm ready. No, I'm such an old I, woman. I did speech. What did you do? I didn't know you I, Why do they call it forensics, though? I have no fucking clue. I, one kid, forensics is like is like dusting for fingerprints, right? That's exactly right. One kid, I feel like we just had someone on the show. Maybe um, Michael Yuri was a, you know, he was a national champion, Michael Yuri. Forensics. That makes a lot of Doesn't sense. Doesn't it? You're like, who well, is that? Girl, what kind of psychopath can learn buyer and seller? No. That's a one man, one man play. Do you know Tom Link? I don't. He was on he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He played Andrew. Okay. Um anyway, he was an he was an actor. He did buyer and seller. And I was like, how did you do that? Yes. And he was like, you basically had to he's like, I basically had to for six months memorize one page of dialogue a day. I, I don't even I'm know. Like, I'm telling you, one of the reasons I never well, I never get hired to act because I'm a bad actress, but I'm noticing lately Love that it. that doesn't stop other people from getting jobs. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should it does, get back it on doesn't. the horse. I don't know. People are just bad. Bad casting has nothing to do with yeah. you. 
if you get the job, if you secure the bag, fuck them. I actually have to agree. Recently, somebody to me said that Lady Gaga's greatest role right now is playing an actress. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> that I mean, not to turn on my own, but did you see that clip of her talking about the fake wine? The fake what? Oh, bitch. Wait, say it. There's a clip of her. There's a clip of her. It's like Kirsten Dunst. Oh, yes, it's a yes, bunch yes, of yes. The fake wine. Yes. We're Jennifer and she's like, Hudson. Does anybody else feel like, yeah, does anybody else feel like when they drink the prop wine, they get tipsy? And everyone looks at her like, you try hard theater camp bitch. She is unbearable no. right now. There's a video also that I need to send to you where she's talking. Uh, she's with Selma Hayek and she's talking about her craft and the camera just slowly is zooming in in Selma's face. I, if you haven't seen it, it's one of the funniest things. I'm a Gaga fan. I like her. I cannot support this. I'm sorry. I remember. She's doing. It's too much. She's doing highbrow comedy. She's doing Waiting for Guffman. No. Like that's what she's doing you think doing she's now. aware of it? No. Exactly. Thank no. you. No, of course not. I know. It's it's as though, you know, there's a theory she murdered this Russian woman. You know about this theory? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about this? Work. There's a theory. No. As you eat your banana Katya, and your green please, machine Katya. naked juice. I'll talk. There's a theory that um, Lady Gaga murdered this like Russian rock star and stole her entire <laughs> persona i swear to god i fell into this you know how you fall into like scientology holes like online you just mm -hmm. the, I, it happened one night and i learned all about it and this woman like apparently brought gaga up and then fell off a building and everyone thinks that gaga like pushed her off a building and like stole her entire act and i now feel like the same thing is happening with leah michelle like i feel like gaga killed just murdered leah michelle and stole that eagerness that sort of there is no self-awareness and she's someone who I do find funny like I've seen her be funny pre-acting like on stage she can you know shoot the shit or whatever else and then I saw her and Graham Norton when A Star Is Born came out and Graham is like my idol love him to death have you ever you must have worked with him obviously uh he he we do Queen of the Universe yeah, that's together. what I thought he hosts and I judge I mean is yes. he not just the most wonderful person in the world yeah, I'm obsessed with him. He couldn't be cute. He couldn't be cuter. And you know what he said to me that like just made me feel at the end of taping, <gasps> we taped the first season of Queen of the Universe. He goes, I loved having you up there because I always knew I could just throw anything at you. That's right. And you would make it funny. That's a fact. And I was like, Graham. And by the way, he's 100% you know, he right. Was a and, you're, and he's the funniest person alive. So that speaks he wonders. He is so funny. Um, there was a gasoline shortage in the UK while yeah. we were filming Queen of the Universe. And he biked to work every day. I love it. I think Graham Norton's in his 60s and he's literally Beyonce there. And he would just bike to work every day. No, he's... Um, I love that all the most famous celebrities are like, like, I've learned this from booking Tricks and Motel. All the most famous celebrities are like, yeah, just um, whatever you can pay. I'll drive myself. I'll do my own hair and makeup. It's fine. And then it's like a, a TikTok dancer who's like, well, my management really needs this much money and we need a car and a trailer and hair and makeup. And I'm like, bitch. <sighs> I, I like uh, spoiler alert. Vanderpump is in the first episode. She's a, a friend of mine, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll drive myself." That's I fine. love Lisa. I'll just do my here. I love Lisa Vanderpump so much. Have you been to uh, her? Home? I was like, for money, she's like, "Why don't you just give me whatever?" She's like, "Give me whatever I paid you to do overserved. It's whatever." Uh, that I mean, uh, and then then I book someone who's like a newer, younger, fresh celebrity, yeah, yeah. and they want like a quart of blood, and I'm like, "Bitch!" Oh my god. That's how it always happens, though. I do my own hair and makeup. What kind of fucking help do you With CoverGirl and Maybelline. I watch the videos. With CoverGirl. Like, you know mm -hmm. what? CoverGirl is doing it. Um, what do, you, do you use drugstore makeup? What do you, you like? You know what's funny? I don't. <laughs> I have to say something. Too rich? Are you at the Nordstrom? Do you white I actually bitch? fucking hate the Nordstrom makeup department, and I hope that my friend who works there doesn't hear this. No, Nordstrom stresses me out because they're too eager. The people who work there are like down your throat. You walk in, and they're – but then they're also – it's too much. 
I like Sephora. If I need help, they're there. I can schmire, walk around, but you know, pre-COVID, try the shit out. It's just chill for me. I like Sephora, but I have the best eyeliner. And I know that you love a line because I, but you really do like a full, I mean, it's not even a smoky eye. Yeah. You do like camouflage recently. <laughs> it's not smoke. It's a forest it's fire. A, yeah, that's right. It's the blow dryer under the, the uh, blankie. Um, what eyeliner do you use? I use the best eyeliner. Listen, see, they should hire me, but then I give it away for free. It's an Australian company called Napoleon Purtis. Do you know them? Oh, I know what this is. Yes. The, they used to make color discs. Matte black liner. So look how dark and black that dries. It's wow. fab. Is it water activated? It's no, it's a little, um, a little pot with a little brush in it. You like twist the thing out. It's honestly the best in the biz. Look at that. Matte oh, and black and wow. fab. Love. It's kind of your signature look. Thank you. It is. It is. And it is. It's like I'll go to makeup people and they want to do an under eye on me and I have to argue with them. Please don't, because if you do under my eyes look teensy tiny and without it, it looks like this. But I've gained a good fifteen well, pounds in Italy. Yeah. Like I feel like I need to start doing some serious contouring. Go on. Oh, just start ch- do what I do. Just start doing kabuki That's theater in daylight do. like I do. <laughs> yeah, go on. I don't know what delusion I live. What's funny is the level of delusion. Because, I mean, people will be like, so when you do like a Pride or a TV gig, what's the version of your makeup? I'm like, you're looking at it, baby. Yeah. They get this. They get full hieroglyphics on the nose. Hope you like it. Um, <laughs> but are you all drugstore? You're all drugstore? Drug no. I use the full range. Yeah, of course. I use a lot of my own product. I use a lot of Trixie Cosmetics, but I also sprinkle in. I mean, I'm using MAC, Wet n Wild, um, Makeup Forever, Maybelline. I like, I just love everything. I, know. I love everything. And I love trying makeup. <gasps> I love making makeup. I used to work at makeup counters. I worked at an Ulta for a Did while. You? And then I worked at a MAC. Yes. I love Ulta. And then I worked at a MAC for like five years. Uh-huh. So I'm just like a makeup nerd. Ugh, I love wait, it. Wait, I'm dying to talk about your cosmetics line, but also let me just say this. I like Ulta because Ulta is like the bad high school in town like you go to Sephora and everyone's like it's like the private school people are snobby Nordstrom is like out of control but then you go in Ulta and it's just like what do you want Neutrogena makeup wipes what do you want Benefit yeah eyebrow pens like everything is like a little shitty yeah. there that sales section is Goodwill shit and it's never even on sale that's <laughs> the Ulta sales section is one of the darkest aisles known to man all that old shit boxes opened and they never throw this shit out I'm like they should be embarrassed yeah, it's bad. You're like, oh, wow, a pencil sharpener with a swastika on it. Okay, work. Um, okay. It's like it's like a nail collab, like nail polish collabs from canceled celebrities. Yeah, like exactly. That, That's like hysterical. Up. You're like, okay. It's all Melanie okay. Griffith. Like, I, it's all Melanie Griffith stuff. Weird. I didn't even know she had a line out. Yeah. Um, but- it's just like the Jenny McCarthy anti-vax palette. You're like, work. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You have your cosmetics line, though. Yes, I do. It is a dream to have a makeup line. You should do a makeup video. I, I mean, know. Uh, you are so funny, and your look is so signature. You could do, like, a video, like, I'm going to show you guys how I get ready when I have to get myself ready on camera. That's nice. People are obsessed with seeing... Well, they're obsessed with celebrities who get their makeup done, right? But they're way more obsessed with celebrities who get themselves ready because they really think like, yeah. oh, you know, you're seeing makeup artists, you set the trend. Think about it. People see you and then start doing their makeup like That's you. nice. Probably happens all the That's time. That's really nice of you to say. I um, I do the same thing. I have not changed my look in, you know, 20 years. I, Except for learning. I think I finally learned how to blend my eyeshadow. For years, I was horrendous. And actually, I'm going to be honest with you. Back when I was on The View, Pause for Laughs, um, they, I, I have like a lot of, I loved you on the did video. You? That's nice. Yes. Yes. I have a question. Did they put you in a shorter chair? 
Um, you know what's funny? A hundred. That's not a read, but not, it is a question. Not a read at all. No, my joke is that on every panel show I do, they had me on a tatami mat as everybody else was. <laughs> I was like at the Benihana chair. No, um, they for sure had me in a shorter chair, but like real talk on that show. And I'm not going to like name names or be specific, but when I go back and I look at my makeup looks and my wardrobe things there, which I didn't really have that much control over. Um, it was like the level of sabotage going on with me on that show is so funny. It's, and it's on every level. It's just now that I look back, I'm like, Oh, there was just nobody on my side except for maybe Whoopi, who I love. You know what I mean? But that was it. Like, it was really like just being sent out into to the wolves. And it sucks because I'm like, ugh, that was like a huge opportunity. But my makeup on that show was horrendous. <coughs> horrendous. God bless you. And he sneezed on it. They did your makeup for you? They did. I mean, I was friendly with the girl. But, you know, it's funny. Like, it just, it chunky. Uh, you have to see it. I mean, you want to talk. It's me. Do you like doing your own makeup? Drew Carey. I love doing my makeup. You do on those gigs. Can't you just say like, like what I've done sometimes is if they offer a makeup budget, I'll say, I'll say, can you just give it to me? I said, I'll say, I do my own and I know you have a makeup budget. So can I just have it? Because I mean, yeah, I'll, I do my own and they, they all give it to me. (laughs) I have to tell you something for TV. I get paranoid sometimes and I like to have someone there and then I just usually do my eyeliner. Like the liner is the thing that I, I do. It's my final moment. I like to do my own and then I like to have someone there for, uh, like I like um, eagle eyes in the sky. Yes, to see if something's lashes coming unglued, flyaways. But I like to present the prepared dead body, yeah. <laughs> and then you can make sure it doesn't smell. That real doll, by the, the way, I'm grabbing my um, laptop charger. Don't mind me. That real doll, I keep thinking about it. The fact that that's sitting it's in, in your my home, living room, sitting I just there. Can't believe it's it. in my living room. You have to put it in your car. You it's can use the um, carpool lane. Did you think about that? I don't even have a car. No, so why? I could run down the street holding it. That's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is in my living room right now. Oh my God. You know, he looks real in that picture. In the video, he looked <laughs> fucked up a little bit, but in that photo, that looks like a real man. Yeah, he looks real. Every morning, uh, this has been three mornings in a row, I wake up and I'm like, Mama, <laughs> and I forget he's in there. <laughs> I'm not kink shaming. I think everyone should do whatever. Yeah. But I don't know how you're fucking that I thing. know. I don't know how you're fucking that Desperation. thing. Desperation. It's cold. Listen, women use sex toys, right? It doesn't feel like a dead body. It's just kind of, you know what I mean? It's almost like an extension of one just the apparatus. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's not a whole big. Well, that's why for a long time I couldn't sleep on Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Because I felt like the it was like sleeping on dead flesh. It was that heavy memory foam. I had a Tempur-Pedic pillow. I could barely lift it. And I'm built like a freaking horse. And I could barely lift the thing. I was like, what is going on here? And it felt like sleeping on a dead body. And I hated it. And I got rid of it. They are heavy. They're horrible. Yes. That that real doll is literally, it's got to be at least 200 pounds. It's so funny. It's so heavy. It's heavier than I am. Mm. My assistant had to help me lift it yesterday i'm in drag trying to make that tiktok i'm in drag <laughs> with the wig off and he's helping me lift the body you know what it was giving jawbreaker when they're carrying the, the three high school girls are carrying the body across yes. i love that movie do you love you know it's so funny i've only seen parts of it but i'm friends with the oh. director who i love so oh, darren. much darren who's so sweet and the best and i used to be friendly with him in la oh we should, that's one of my favorite movies yeah. that is that clueless and i think probably Probably Kill Bill. Ah, uh, Kill Bill's a great one. Faves. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, one, or, one, or two, one or two. One or two. 
Uh, I think two is wonderful, but I think of them as one. I like two better also. That's why I asked. Um, I, I, I kind of think of them as one movie, right? Yeah, but now nah, to me, they're two separate ones. The first one's like comic booky, and the second one is like a Western. I always watch both. I mean, like when my boyfriend and I watch Scream, which is like we watch Scream probably three times a year. Okay. We'll watch all of them. You can't just watch one. You watch all of them. You know, you watch one. The next night, you watch two. I've like literally also never seen Scream. And I actually, as you're talking about it, I had this moment where I'm like, do I say this? And I know that you're going to probably have to go soon because I just said that. I'm no, like, oh, I just, God, yeah. It, it, at this point, it means that you've avoided it. That's the thing. No, it's... What is it with it? Do you not like horror? I'm not a big horror person. Um, I've seen the first one. And yeah, it's just not my genre. You know what I mean? I'm not a horror girl. It's kind of primo. The first one's wonderful. Primo Rose McGowan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as good as Citizen Rose, which is crazy. Did that you I have that? seen, yes. Ah, that was like, that was wild. Yeah, yeah. That was wild. That felt, that was wild. That, that is uh, Rose, um, I wish her the best. I do too. Honestly, I mean, yeah. Ugh, ugh. I know she's having a moment, but it's not my business. No, I but I just, I see her in movies and I'm like, oh, star. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's just so good in everything. Yeah. In everything. You have Valentine's Day cards coming out, which I think is a really oh, fun. Yeah. You Every, really are. They sold out. They sold out. They sold out in forty seconds. No. Yeah, forty seconds. Yes. Tricks, you, you. I do have Christmas some and Valentine's Day cards. On. Go on. <laughs> I'm a crazy person. You know what I mean. The thing is, I just feel like a. I love having money. B. Sylvester, RuPaul, everybody created over the years, an environment where this was even possible for me to do. So far be it for me to not do it. No, I'm, you know, I'm like inspired things, by you. Make things. But how do you just I mean, do in a few p- months, there'll be a motel people can stay at, a Trixie motel. I know, where's that going to be? That is so stupid. Where is that? It's in Palm Springs. <gasps> you get to Palm Springs and take a right. And uh, we're, the renovation uh, show will be on Discovery Plus in the spring. And you will be able to stay at the Trixie I motel. I mean, that's psycho. I believe that. Wait, I'm so excited that you did a renovation show. That's oh, it's I have crazy. to say something. Renovation is that's crazy. a dream, and I'm not like I just love watching those shows so much, and I feel like it's got to feel so good to be able to get in there and actually. Or is it scary? What what is the? How'd you find it? Uh, well, and when you watch a show, you just kind of watch it and go like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, cool, they're problem solving, and then at the end, you go, wow, yes. right? Because <laughs> a, the renovation's amazing, and b, they film it in a way that makes it look wow, the before and after. Mm. But when you're doing it and it's your own property and you bought a $2 million motel and it's a half million dollar renovation and there's cameras on you, um, renovation is hard and the cameras are there because a lot is going to go wrong. That's the reason cameras are on a show like Mm. that because it's not going to go smoothly. Oh, it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard. And everything takes twice as long and costs twice as much money. Wow. I did see an article that was like 75 things you don't know about being on a home renovation show. And it was things like... Oh, the cameras are in your house for a long time. It was things like they might finish things and then you still have stuff to finish after. Shit like that. Um, Because, I mean, you do have to film it. So they have to get a finished shot. And sometimes things like permit things, for example, permits so long. Permits. This is why, you know, that I can't fill a form out. I think I have ADHD, like, you know, ADHD that's undiagnosed where I just can't finish anything. Genuinely. I love my job. I do all this stuff. But I'm just like, I cannot fill out a form like literally like coming into a country i'm like i don't know how to do this i'm an idiot oh uh, every time i get off the plane they give you that little yes. card i'm like it's over no, I- 
<laughs> Truly, it's over. I'm like, declare. What do I have to declare? I have. I bought a ton of shit here. I have to declare that shit now. I have such a guilty face too. Like I get mm. stopped all the you time do. at immigration. It, yes, I just. I think I look like. I mean, if you're making a video game and you're making a con yes. artist, what does he look like? Probably a tall, white, bald man. Honestly, yeah. So, and it's like, I'm carrying five luggages. And by the way, what immigration, what's more suspicious than the fact that I carry tens of thousands of dollars of cash and disguises? That's what drag is. <laughs> I'm carrying disguises. Wait, why do you have so much cash? Because, you know, when I used to tour nightclubs, I would get paid <gasps> cash deposits. Wow. So it would be weeks of touring internationally, collecting cash. And you took it with you on the airplane? I, Yes. Wow, that's I, mean, scary. I don't want to tell my business, no, 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 but like five scary. years ago, let's say, five years ago, let's say I'm traveling alone internationally. I'd have a, a you know, a backpack with thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. I'm in, in actual cash. shock. <laughs> and when you put it through TSA, they just didn't say shit. No. Wow. I mean, at a certain point, you do have to like, like I would have to say I was there working. Yes, of course. So I had a work visa, and you didn't. You like, didn't declare the money. I felt like a target at the airport. Yes. Like, I got in. You didn't um, declare it. See, that's interesting to me. I don't remember what I did. Maybe I declared it, or maybe I showed them my contracts of how much I was getting paid. Yes, maybe I did that's that. That's right. I don't. All, what all I we did. know is he didn't break the law. Just to clear the air, let me add. That's all we know. <laughs> he didn't break the law. Well, I went to I went to immigration jail once. Do you know that? No. Oh, bitch. I don't, let me tell you about a place called Australia. Talk to me. I went there like five or six, six, seven years mm-hmm. ago. The first time I went to Australia, and um, the the touring company at the time just said. Uh, yeah, just get like a vacation visa. They were like, we just do vacation visas for club performers. It's not, you know, it's a small industry. It's not a big deal. Um, I was like, all right, cool. I did the club vacation or I did the vacation visa. And I went there and I said, hi, I'm on vacation. And at the, at the counter, they go, oh, really? We found this on your website. Here's a screenshot of you. And here's all your tour dates. No. Are you saying you're not getting paid? And I was like, uh, and so I, I just, I, I, I did the wrong thing, which is instead of asking for help with the paperwork, I doubled down and lied and I got banned from the country Are for a while. You, this is like what happened to Djokovic. <laughs> you. No, no, no. Oh. I was broke down palace. How long names. were you? I've seen that. I have seen, by the way, horrible movie. How long were you in the jail for? Uh, just a day. Kati and I went to an God. immigration detention center. <laughs> I actually can't believe this. I cannot get over So this. I'm there with my friend who, you know, my my friend who's also, you know, in and out of narcotics okay. through her life. And we're there <laughs> and we're like, okay, so we're in prison. Uh-huh. And then I'm talking to people from other countries whose embassies maybe aren't as easy to reach. <gasps> and I'm like, how long have you been here? And some of them are like four months. And I'm like, <gasps> what? Oh. So Kati and I are sleeping in a bed. I'll never forget this. Sleeping in a bed in a room, two two single beds, looking at each other, being like, all right, this took a turn. <laughs> um, and there's a guy in the room who is a guard who watches us sleep. Uh-huh. Wow. It was so What did he look like? Crazy. Was it like the doll? <laughs> no, worse. Oh, no. It was like, and then it was like a bunch of, pe- it was a bunch of people in a, uh, all beds everywhere and everyone spoke different languages and they're fighting over the remote trying to watch what's... it was prison it was prison wow uh, and I came back the next day and luckily we got on the plane this is a long time ago we were like in coach in the back of the plane our first international tour flopped and this flight attendant comes up and he's gay and he's like I recognize you guys and <gasps> I, I heard about what happened and um, I just, he, they gave me like a stack of vouchers for wine oh that's like, nice <laughs> Yes. All you need is a gay flight That's attendant. Right. Have you ever had a gay flight attendant come through for you? Uh, always. 
I've had I've yeah. had um, gay flight attendants and also sometimes women who listen to like Sirius. And this was the funniest thing. Uh-huh. I was sitting in coach and she took a first class meal on the big tray. I mean, it was actually kind of funny because like everyone's like watching this tray, like walked down the aisle and she went, this is for you. And it did feel I, I felt more poor than ever, like getting the food from the first class section delivered <gasps> back to economy was weirdly very lovely gesture, but almost weirdly condescending. And I actually think I said no. Demeaning. Yeah, it was so demeaning. Like, no, I don't need like the flank. Like, I'm good. And I said, oh, You're no, like, no, no. I am. I don't deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. That's I kind was, of the vibe. I couldn't take that trick. I can't chew that. What is that? Diamonds? I couldn't. I can't chew that. I, <laughs> I couldn't take it. <laughs> rumor that Shangela, who you know I adore, I just uh, saw Shangi when I was in New York, that Shangi uh, is going to be in Celebrity Big Brother. Is I heard happening? that too. And then I heard it was a rumor. Yeah. Is it true? I want it to be I'm true. On my I'm so it. Will you Google it? Because I want to watch Shangela in that house as though my own life depends on it. I feel like, what are they saying? Because they keep... It says it's rumor. It says Tadra Call... Shangela rumored because it also the rumor was that it was also Tiffany and Nini. And you heard what happened with Tiffany. No, They're, Tiffany's not doing it because she's not vaccinated. Love it. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I mean, really, isn't that just people are really on another level? It's too much. People are on another level. I would. I mean, celebrity Tiffany on Celebrity Big Brother produced some of the most amazing moments. I once a year. Pretty much, I would let Gemma know that Gemma is a fat cunt. I'm sorry, that is so funny. No, Ch- Tiffany's a genius. I've interviewed Tiffany, and actually, I'm serious <laughs> that the level, the speed with which her mind works is. Shocking. I mean, she is so quick and she is so confident. Like, I wish I had a shred of Tiffany. Uh, I always say her name wrong. I say Pollard. <laughs> and then I got in trouble. Is it Pollard? It's Pollard. Yeah, I'm wrong. I'm always wrong. Um, when she finds out that David is dead, the David is dead clip, which I think is seven or eight minutes. <laughs> there is nothing funnier. I watch it once a year <laughs> of her falling to the ground, finding out that she thinks David Guest is dead, who was sleeping in the other room. It's, I believe it's one of the funniest things to ever be on TV. During COVID, I got my reality TV education because I'd never seen a lot of shows. I'd never seen Top Model. I'd oh, never seen best. Simple Life. <gasps> I'd never seen um, Flavor of Love. Oh. I watched all of my, my boyfriend showed me all of them. And watching the first two seasons of Flavor of Love, I was like, I was connecting the dots going like, oh, she invented this. Yes. She invented reality television. Literally. Everything about it. Whatever happened to Pumpkin? I said, once they got rid of Tiffany, I said, put Pumpkin on Celebrity Big Brother. I'd watch her. Buy Pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> Buy Pumpkin. Does Pumpkin still need a facelift? Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, the way she, the way she, the way she stars in that I show. Know. At probably a, you know, what, $400 day rate? Like, is fucking crazy. A star. A born they star. The world. That's exactly right. And I. And she still does. You know, she hosts drag shows. Like oh, she no hosts kidding. drag shows. Yes. So like, you'll just see her sometimes oh, at precinct. She'll get booked to host a drag that show. Hysterical. She loves the drag queens. Would you ever do a reality show like that? You think where the cameras follow you or a big brother style show? You know, I asked Michelle about it. Cause you know, Courtney act did it and she won big mm. brother. Um, yeah. And I asked Michelle, I was like, how did you do that? And she was like, it was so hard. Yeah. I was like, what's hard about it? She said, there's no music. There's no TV. You can't even sing a, a song that comes into your head. Uh, th- you know, 
your options are to just talk to each other or like lay still in this in the studio lights. Wow. She's like, that's why there's so many shots of me doing my makeup. She said, I would do my makeup, wipe it off and start again <gasps> just because I was so oh bored. Oh my God, that's hell. It's it like Australian horrible. immigration jail, basically. Pretty much, but there was no makeup involved. Oh, I can't get over that. I um, I don't know. The money is good though, if you win it. The money's got to be yeah. good. I mean, I've heard through the grapevine, like I've heard from Todrick and stuff like that, what you get paid to do like a mass singer or something mm. like that. And I know that the money's got to be sick or like dancing with the stars, like- you know, I know that that's got to be fun. The Big Brother thing is, if we're just talking behind the yeah, scenes yeah. here, I'm assuming these people get to negotiate their own rates. Everybody gets a different hundred percent. Well, I read and Tiffany so, got more than anyone, and I was like, good. She deserves everything. Do you get a flat rate though, or is it like each week do you get more for being there? When I was almost a one time on a competition reality show, that I, it's not a famous one. You get more money the longer you're in. I think survivors like that too. So. As many weeks as you last, the more money you get. Can you cook? It's so funny that you say that because no, and it was a cooking competition show. Was it Worst Cook Celebrity yes, it Edition? Sure was. <laughs> I want to do that. Do you? We should do that together. Let's do it together. Yes. I would only do it if you do it. Done. Yes, I love that show. I watched it because I love um, Maria Bamford, so oh, I had to too. watch the season yes. she was Ugh. on. And that's the season LaToya wins, which is... <laughs> Latoya Pocket Jackson wins. Um, <sighs> I would love to do it like in drag with nails on trying to oh cook. Oh my like, God. You would outshine me at every turn. I couldn't even remotely be tall and stunning. I'd be every turn. There'd be Trixie right behind me. Do you know the reason I didn't pursue it is because I figured it's going to be hot. Yeah. I'm going to be sweating my makeup off. And then I said, also, it's going to be. Oh, probably not beauty front lighting. It'll be a lot of overhead yes, studio yes, style yes. lighting and it won't be glamorous. Uh, well, that goes without saying. I mean, I, I don't think it would be glamorous and I feel like, and frankly, you don't do it for the money also. Let's be real. I mean, I would do it. I would do it more for fun at this point. I think it would be it fun would because be. you win money for your charity. Meaning me. And then when <laughs> and when, and when people me. get eliminated, yeah. they make it very fun and like you get to talk about your charity and it's very family feel. Like it, it doesn't feel like... You suck at cooking. You're there because you suck at cooking. Now, are you a bad and cook? So it's like I'm you, horrendous. I'm not wonderful. Like I can feed myself. I but mean, like, obviously, I, I could f- follow a recipe. Maybe. Oh yeah, I feed myself. I'm not a good cook. You're like, don't worry. I get that. <laughs> yes, a lot. Someone feeds I- me. <laughs> we should do it. I think that show is so fun because you get. Because honestly, a lot of these people are. Um, people who were really famous younger, but have maintained just enough money. To never have to cook for themselves, but not enough money to be glamorously wealthy or rich. Mm. So they have forfeited any skill building, even though they have kids and stuff. They're like, we've, I've never cooked in 20 years. Uh, And you're like, all right. So then you have these like kind of, kind of, I don't want to say has been, but some of them are kind of, I was famous 20 years ago and now I'm trying to saute and crying. That's funny. I feel like five years ago, I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. And now I'm like, oh, I would 100% do it. (laughs) Like, why not? It'd be so much fun. Do you know what? Yeah. you know what? Not, not If you want to do a gig, what is the point of being in this industry if you can't see something on TV and go, I would love to do I that, know. and then call someone and say, can you see if I can do that? No, I know. I Not every gig has to be the Golden Globes. If you like it, you like it. Mm. Tricks, uh, I got to say something first well, of now all. We're never going to get on it because we acted like it wasn't a good no, show. No, we're going to be, be well, excuse me, we beg to be on it. I disagree. I actually uh, think let this, we're going to be on it for sure. I also think that, yes. I also think we could do Amazing Race. Okay, can I say something to you? Now you're really talking to me. I, yes. We Hold on a minute. Now you're actually speaking to me. I threw my phone down. I'm leaning all the way back on an Ikea chair. Listen, 
I would absolutely that's do risky. it. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is, that's what I'm saying that I'm really putting it all out there. I would 100% do it. There's only a couple things. I don't fit easily through tunnels. Okay. If I have to like tunnel or repel, those things would be hard for me, but they would be very funny. I mean, it would be the funniest thing to ever air. I would do it in a second. Oh, you, you and I, I think I would have like a uh, fuzzy backpack, like a 90s teddy yeah. bear backpack. <laughs> and I'd have like, I don't know, Crocs with gibbets, like sprinting through <laughs> Dubai or something. We like, both get beheaded in the first two seconds of the show in Dubai. Oh, <laughs> like, I get beheaded. beheaded. Yes. Oh, your clit gets hacked off oh, and my head gets chopped off two seconds. Oh, ago. we're both getting yeah. hacked to pieces. And honestly, great TV. CBS should call us. <laughs> us on the amazing race. <laughs> the amazing race. I think it'd be fun. Yes. You know, I did. I did say on a pod that I wanted to do it and they did reach out. <gasps> and I, I did say like, I don't think I could do Couldn't that. Couldn't you do it with in a, in a wig. I, I thought maybe me or Katya or me and kimchi. Mm. And I was like, but sprinting in a wig? Like, I just don't Well, I, I don't think know. that the problem is you don't have mirrors to do anything. Like, it's, you know what I mean? They, I don't know how the beauty would work because half the time you're sleeping outside of a Tibetan temple waiting for the doors to open. You know how they do that. So I don't know how that would work. I don't think you could do it in drag. But you could do it. No, but you'd have to make it iconic. Like, the week you think you're going to go home, you have to be like, I got to amp yes, it up. Yes, then yes. Bit. That would be the yeah. first week for me, but I'm ready when you are. Wow. That could be fun. I think we could do well or immediately get eliminated. No, no, no. There's no question about it that I'm gone first week, but I want you to know I will have the time of my life. <laughs> and by the way, but you know what? I've gotten a little more fit. Like a few years ago, I was like slow. Now I can really climb and like, I, I'm not going to say run, but I'm a fast walker. I feel like I wouldn't be bad. They haven't had fat people I on the show in a long time. Yourself. Yeah, you're right. I think you would be like World War Z, like those zombies climbing up walls and shit. <laughs> I, I am competitive too. I am. And you don't want to know what? See? I am competitive and I'm really strong. Like I am built basically like a man. So I feel like I actually would be good. Well, the most competitive people are the ones who say they're not competitive because that's the first mistake is to play your hand open. You say you're not competitive because you want to have a, see everyone bleed That's to exactly death. right. I'm not competitive. Yes. You know. Okay, that's what we're going to go with. We're just here for fun. And you know what, though? You and I will do it, but we'll treat it like a travel trip. They'll be like, you're cast. And we're like, okay, great. We were really <laughs> thinking um, the Caymans. And then we were thinking London. Ugh. Like, we're pick- We're like, okay, we'll only go if it's glamorous. We're like, we're doing Provincetown, yeah. <laughs> San Francisco, Cape Cod. I just want to do it to see Phil in his necklace and his little, like, shark tooth necklace that he wears. Cute little Phil. I love him. Ugh, he's so great. Yeah, it's a cool it's show. It's a great show. But I do think we could do Celebrity. Also, Celebrity, um, Worst Cook Celebrity Edition, they get to go home at night and sleep in their beds. That's right. Which is I, nice if you live listen, in Los pitch Angeles. Pitch me in The Amazing Race because I do it in a fucking second. I think that that could be very funny. Also, why don't we just do a travel show together? Fucking Amazing Race. Yeah. He's like, no. The, we could call it the more amazing race. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so shitty. It's a great name. Um, tricks. I got to say something. First of all, have had the best time. Don't really want to end, but people have jobs and they have to go. Uh, mm-hmm. You, first of all, you have your podcast um, with the bald and the beautiful. The bald and the beautiful. With, yes. Uh, Katya. With Katya. And Katya is so fucking funny. The two of you together are really, what a special bond you share. I really mean that. Unhinged. And really, yes, we're going to, we just completed season six of Uh, and we're filming seven now. Uh, the children will get fed. It's just, it's funny. I wanted to have And then sh- Netflix. Yeah, go on. 
And then we do the Netflix show, Queens Who Like to Watch, where we watch Netflix content and react to it. <sighs> that's the job Crazy. I want. See, that's the job I want. Just like watching TV and reacting. Where is that? It's the best. I know. It's the best job. Oh, my God. Well, it couldn't have happened to a better person and a funnier person. Also, um, Trixie Motel opening up uh, this summer. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, we will open the doors about April, May, and it'll be on TV in May, June. And then also the uh, show is going to be on TV in May, June, as you said, Discovery Plus. Yes, Discovery Plus. And then you have a single, This Town, coming out this Friday. Yeah, baby. I'm it comes out. Wait, uh, is today Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, it comes out Friday. It's uh, my last single, Hello, Hello, is very upbeat. This one's a little more of a soft launch. It's just acoustic guitar and voice mm. mostly. It's very chill. It's more of a chill vibe. It's your um, I'm driving through my small town uh, feeling some type of way. Oh, song. I like that. People like I'm it. excited for that. Uh, I think crying and being gay is very important. 100%. And actually, um, related, curious what you think about Adele um, canceling her show. Just curious. Good for her. Honestly, really? do you remember when... Um, look, do you remember when... Um, Janet Jackson decided to get pregnant and canceled the whole tour and just like, was like, never mind, I'm not going on tour. I'm going to get pregnant instead. People just, people at that level just cancel and their fans don't care. Hmm. Their fans don't Trixie care. Trixie Cosmetics also available. Uh, yeah, baby. TrixieCosmetics.com. <laughs> yes. We have a exciting, exciting, I won't, I won't tease it too much, but a really cool Valentine's centric offering. That's really cool. No, I'm very excited. I want to try it. Can, is it? All like um, very uh, heavy makeup or is it like also like day makeup? No, we have all kinds of stuff. We have sheer glosses. We have wearable blushes. We have a lot of items because a lot of people who shop with us. They want product that they can use every day, but they just want fun, wacky packaging. Yes, the packaging is what it is. I love fun yeah. packaging. I get it. Me too. Ugh, it's the best part. I think, what was it? Like Moschino had a line with Sephora and they did all kinds of funky things. That was fun. Oh, loved it. Yeah. I mean, if drag has taught me anything, packaging matters. Mm. The packaging matters. Well, listen, you have a doll to get to, and I am going to go have a glass of wine. It's 820 here, and I have Tinder messages to write back to. But Trixie Mattel, I have to say, um, I'm so happy that you were on the show, and please come back anytime. I know, I'm not just saying that, and we're doing The Amazing Race together. So I love you. Whenever you're a guest on something, I'm like, we're watching oh, this. Oh, that's I nice. Just love, you were so funny Aww. and so beautiful. You speak so well, and I just think everybody who watches you must want to be just like Wait, you. that's... Like the nicest thing anyone's really. ever said on the show. I'm not joking. You're like the perfect blend of glamorous and like relatable and hilarious, but you never feel like you're on camera trying hard. It just feels like you're just so, I'm sure people who listen to this get it. It's just like bubbly. Like when you oh put your ear up to a glass and it's fizzing. Okay. I'm sending you something. You just it. got a gift out of that. You just got a voucher, honey. <laughs> sending you one Woo! of my vouchers, baby. Follow Trixie at Trixie Mattel. I'm not kidding. I remember meeting you so vividly in that it was just... I felt like someone sent you to me that day. I can't explain it. It was just such a lovely interaction. And I was like starstruck. And you were like, oh, I know who you are. And I remember feeling like a million dollars. So thank you for that lovely The energy meeting. was like we had already met. I know. We met like this. Because it was like 10 a.m. and I was in drag. And you <laughs> yes. and we met. And we met. And we just. And we went like, oh, hey, girl. Like it was like we met. <laughs> it was so funny. And you looked really good. Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, thank I you. hope to see you in person soon. And um, come to London next month. I'll be there. You should come visit. Okay, I will. I'm serious. I'll be there. That was great. I'll fly out. Come, February. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, great. See you in jail. Um, Trixie Mattel, bye. guys, thanks for listening. It's Michelle Collins, Midnight Snack. You can follow me at Mishcall. We'll see you guys next week. 
Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune in to The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.